Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Maggie Gaturo. It's a couple days after 2021 Cocodonia 257 mile race. Like that's just a lot for me to even say. Congratulations, Maggie. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> How yeah. are you? What's that? It feels like it feels like a week, but also just like one day that I've been done. <laughs> okay, for me as a spectator of last week, it felt like a week. What did it, what did, yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. What did the week feel like to you once, once the race started? Like, take us back to this time last Monday. Um, I mean, it just all blends together. So when you don't sleep, it just feels like one long day. Um, <clears throat> but like, I remember at the Walnut Canyon aid station with 20 miles to go, the EMT guy puts like a pulse oximeter thing on your to, you know, just check everyone, I think. And they ask what day it is. And I was like, and like the crew's like, we don't know what day it is. That's not a fair question. Literally <laughs> like, nobody does. <laughs> no, that's like, yeah, it just all blends together. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Is it, is she having heat exhaustion or is she just on day three of an ultra marathon with no sleep? <laughs> yeah, he switched the question up to who is the president, so. <laughs> Did you nail that one? <laughs> I said, not Trump. And he said, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So uh, I want to backtrack to a teensy bit before the race, before we talk about the race itself. You've been on a roll with your racing. Uh, I don't know, since COVID started to wane. You ran Big's Backyard last fall, one overall. Uh, then you went to the Barkley Marathons. And now this, what's the, yeah, what's sort of your synthesis of the last six or eight months of your running well uh, I didn't win overall in 2020 big so I don't know, oh, like sorry I, yeah that's okay <clears throat> no it, it kind of that was 2019 was the last time I ran and then you know 2020 rolls around bigs and we all I got to participate in that and it was a different experience but um as you know, I was struggling with like an SI joint thing and asthma all in 2020. So it was just nice to race and uh, my legs didn't hold up, but it was still fun. Um, and yeah, I, I don't forget how far I made it, but not, not as far as I wanted. <laughs> so I felt like Barkley was the first time I was like, okay, I feel like I'm back. Like I feel good. Um, even though we didn't make it as far as I would have liked to, but I felt good. And, you know, that's like the nature of Barkley, like whatever. So, you know, I did I the best I could physically to be ready. And then um, not that Cocodona was a backup plan, but like it was in my mind is like, you know, Barkley is where I'm putting all my eggs, but like there's a big chance that you won't get to fulfill the potential you put into it, you know. So then Cocodona became a kind of like it was funny, I was joking that the wave one of Cocodona was like the Barkley reject wave. <laughs> you had like Andy Pearson and Pete Mortimer and Jamil and Jeff Garmeyer and all these people who lined up at Barkley and were like, all right, here we go. That's amazing. Did you all like talk at the finish line of Barkley? Like, oh, okay, see you in a month and a half in Arizona. Yeah, actually, I didn't really even see Jeff ever because he was still out there. So I never got to talk to him. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of talked to Pete, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, we, we, we didn't really get to chat about it, but it was fun because I think 
you know, everyone was just antsy to put their training to use. Yeah, especially like post post COVID, and then to have Barclay kind of cut short for almost everybody. I bet you the antsiness factor was like pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, and I think everyone had fun. Like, I don't know, it was just cool to <clears throat> be out there and see people you haven't seen in a while, and it felt like a safe setting and like you know, outdoors is totally fine, supposedly. And, you know, it was a pretty spread out race too, you know, like it, everyone's like an hour apart. So the aid stations were never that crowded. Um, so, you know, it was just like a chill experience just to, just to be out there. Now I heard you say Cocodona a couple times. That's the correct pronunciation of it. Cocodona. I think so. Okay. I think it's like, Coconino County and Sedona mixed together, like Coconino and Sedona. Got it. Right on. I think. Um, I feel like you're getting good at these like very long efforts, like 250 miles in my mind is this very intangible, far out there thing, but you've done it now multiple times. Um, I mean, this is my second time going over like 250. Well, I did 250 at Biggs the one year, which is totally different. Like, I don't, I think people were like, oh, you, you have experience. I'm like, this is like, choose your own adventure all in the middle. Whereas like Biggs is also different. Like people ask you to compare them and I can't, but it's just like, you fall into a rhythm every hour. So yeah, you can't have a bad hour at Biggs. Whereas like, I definitely had bad hours at, at Coconona, but you kind of figure it out. And so I don't, I think this is all still new to me. I don't, I don't know that I'm good at it. Um, I have like Courtney to kind of like see what she does and then be like, uh, cause I mean, she barely slept for Moab, like 20 minutes. And so I was trying to do that as long as possible. And by this, before the second night, I was like, I have to lay down. And so I took a 20 minute nap, which we added on 10 minutes. And then I was like, good to go the whole night. Oh. Um, so I think you, it also goes race to race. And like, I think you just kind of have to play it by ear and not like try to do something else someone did. Um, especially not something Courtney did. Cause I don't think a lot of people can run 240 miles, <laughs> 20 minutes of sleep. Alternate form of human. She was over there. also done like 30 hours before I was so. <laughs> but a different course. Yeah. 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 So it's every, it, that's like Zach Bitter was like, I think you have to take everything. Every race is an individual race. Like this course is the heat just destroys people. That part going into Jerome, like I was with Kyle and then I picked up Nicole Bitter as a pacer and um, the heat just bakes you. It was pretty runnable, but like you're in this cow pasture being beat down in the sun and then you do this big climb up Mingus and you just underestimate how much of a toll it takes on you. So, um, what mile of the race was this, Jerome to Mingus? Oh yeah, Jerome was, oh shoot. Um, this was the oh, second okay. day? It was a hundred. So Kyle took me from like 74 to a hundred. And then Nicole took me a hundred into Jerome, which is 120 something. Wow. Yeah. So it was the heat of the second day? Yeah. Yeah. And then what were the nights like? Because it seemed like people were pretty bundled up. Was it cold? The first two nights were not. Um, okay. 
the very well the very first night um the very first night you climb up and you're at seven seventy four hundred 7400 feet Okay. So it is cold and you've been cold and I didn't bring a jacket because I'm dumb. I had a wet cotton <laughs> shirt on and I was like shaking. Everyone at the aid station is like huddling in blankets, <clears throat> getting ready to try to get out of there. Um, but once you got down lower and I changed, it was fine. So the first two nights, like we were in t-shirts, it was totally fine. But yeah, once you get up onto the Coconino Plateau that third night, I did leave the aid station with my new pacer, Brian Tinder, wearing like a puffy coat. Um, that was pretty cold. <laughs> um, nutrition and hydration are always like really tricky things for long. Well, I think it's like tricky for 100 miles. So in my mind, it has to be ultra tricky for 250 miles. Fortunately, you work for a sports nutrition company, Tailwind. So like that, that has you starting up. Can you talk a little bit about how you managed your food and, and drink? Yeah, I, I think I made very few mistakes, but I did run out of water in that 20 mile section. They said carry everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I drink a lot. And, you know, Jamil even mentioned that he might bring four liters. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> that's so heavy. So I did the three liters. I did all tailwind. Cause I'm like, I'm only going to drink my calories. It's so hot. I'm not trying to digest anything. I think that was Correct, you know, but like I ran out of water and for two and a half hours, I had nothing. <clears throat> and so, you know, that means no calories. I did have those endurance tap maple syrup gel things that I have with me. So they were at least getting calories in without having to have water. It just feels like it absorbs in your mouth. Like, but that was it. And so by the time I got to that aid station, I was so depleted. I drank tons of water. And then I got to, then you're four, mi four miles later, you see your crew at Crown King, which is like 37 miles in. So I drank more water. But the problem is with that is like now my electrolytes were totally off because okay. I was just chugging water. I should have gotten some um, S caps or something. And so I started to get nauseous on that part going up uh, the aid station. So I was like dry heaving on the road and I was just trying to like adjust and just get electrolytes in and avoid drinking more water, even though I was really thirsty. So it took like a that day <clears throat> until it got cold when I finally started to feel better. Um, so that was my main mistake. I guess I could just carry more water next time. Um, but honestly, I wasn't planning this and uh, I was going to do more of like a 50 mix, like of tailwind and then other calories. Mm -hmm. But I ended up doing mostly tailwind and rebuild wow. for the first like, two and a half days or, or more. I mean, Kyle Curtin was like, I can't believe you're surviving on tailwind and rebuild. I was like, I, I mean, it's enough calories. I just, I just couldn't do anything else. Um, so that's amazing. And you didn't yeah. feel hungry or anything like, no. And even when I was done, I didn't feel hungry. The most I ate was there's like a egg burrito at the, once I got towards Flagstaff, um, I ate that at once, but um, I lost my taste, but it sounds like I have COVID, but I hate from drinking all that sugar and stuff. Like I couldn't taste anything anymore. <laughs> didn't matter what flavor things were. No, I didn't. I was just, and it wasn't great anymore, but I was just getting it down and it worked. So. Is it COVID or is it a three and a half day ultra marathon? Yeah. It's a similar after effects. <laughs> Probably. As as uh, evidenced by your atmospheric voice right now. Yeah, a cough. Um, I had a cough. I lost my voice. I was tired. 
Um, I lost my yeah taste buds. Um, yeah, it's, I had COVID probably. <laughs> <laughs> or you ran Cocodono. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it like to run something that hadn't been run before? Like you know the the race organization had great information on what you were going to encounter, but there was no times to go by. There was no like, oh, this person, I'm kind of like this person and they've done that before. What was it like to like just forge out? That was the fun part. Was I, it? I knew their time, like talking to Jamil, I knew those times that they had the race leaders showing up at were impossible. Okay. Like, I just didn't think there was, no one was going to run that one section in four and a half hours that like super hot, steep, like it just wasn't going to happen. And like, you know, I mean, Michael Versteeg finished 12 hours after they predicted. Um, and he's a good runner. Like, obviously he's done the Arizona trail. I think he's pretty stellar. So I don't think it's like, there was just a lack of people that are able to do that. Um, so it was just pretty cool just to see. And I love that they were like, oh my God, this is so much harder than we thought. And they had to adjust cutoff times and like anyone that stayed out there and persevered, like, I think that's pretty amazing, you know? When, when it's like you're running much longer than you thought you were ever going to run for. Like, I was like, okay, I can, I was thinking max, this is going to be like 70 ish hours, you know? Okay. And I'm like running for eight, 85, which is cool. Cause I really got that third night in and <laughs> hit the fourth day. Um, it's a great experience for, if I want to get to hundred hours at Berkeley, like I'm kind of part way there. What percent of like fun versus this is just kind of like I'm tolerating this or like genuinely not fun like how would you break up the days it was it was genuinely fun like okay um I mean that's I knew it was going to be hard um just trying to stay awake was kind of frustrating because I felt like I could had it to run faster but like I was just so tired it's interesting because you just start stumbling and um, Kevin was pacing me up Kasner and where it's all like just Jeep road. <clears throat> I would run and then I would just zone out and be looking at things and I was walking and he's like, hey. and I'm like, you can tell me that I should run. Like if I, you see me doing this, say shuffle. So he would turn around and be like shuffle. And I'd be like, Oh, and I start running again. Like, I think that was one of the most tired out of it. I was, I was getting, and I was forgetting what I was doing and what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> Um, one of your crew members, Kyle Curtin, he seemed to like really enjoy taking and then posting photos of like your dirt, your dirt maps on the trail. You had a couple of those. Yeah, I had a lot of little two minute naps with him, I think. Okay. Even the first night I was getting really tired. I think we, we went through, is it Prescott maybe? The one night, I forget the first town we went through. Anyway, I slept in like people's yards, like on the side of the road. Just going to stop in for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah. So, and those helped um, until like the second night when I I think finally I just needed that 20 minute recharge in order to those naps to work. Like otherwise they're kind of useless. So Um, I learned that, you know, like, if the little short naps stop working, you just got to stop and do like a longer one. And I guess it was mild enough that you could lay down for a little while and not be like unable to fall asleep because you were cold. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I think we had like windbreakers on and hoods up, but like, it wasn't too bad. 
Did you have any really crazy experiences like hallucinations, animals, um, like practical I mean, jokes? Love, yeah, well, Courtney had a lot of jokes. Um, <laughs> and so did Kyle, I had some bad cow jokes, but <laughs> like hallucinations, I didn't really see anything crazy, you know? With Kevin going up Kasner and heading to the Turkey Butte aid station, it was like, um, you know, sunset. And I saw a lot of man-made objects in the trees that I wasn't sure what they were, or like people in hard hats with masks, like a COVID mask, but like just for a second. And then, I don't know, it wasn't anything crazy or super interesting, which is kind of disappointing. And then... <laughs> I don't know. We did see, I did see five snakes. I posted a story today of all the different kinds. Saw a big, not a big rattlesnake, a small rattlesnake, but we we're like right there when we left Jerome. Um, Jeez. And I think that was the only poisonous one we saw. Um, and then we saw a pronghorn, heard a pronghorn in the cattle pasture, wow. which is pretty cool. Kyle has a cool video of that, which I guess is pretty rare to see this far south. Huh. I've seen them in Wyoming, but that was cool. Huh. They're um, tolerant of the heat pretty well, I guess. I guess. They were really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not too many things. I smelled a couple skunks, but I never saw them. I think Courtney saw one with the tail up, like running. <laughs> I was like, God. I mean, maybe some runners would smell better after that. <laughs> it's true. Like uh, break the ode uh, third day of running with some ode to skunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a couple days after now. We delayed this interview a little bit because your voice was gone, but now it's back. How otherwise are you feeling? Um, I was never really sore. That's surprising. It's amazing. Um, but my legs are just... Yeah, super tired. Like I just, you know, I talked to Jamil too. He said the same thing. Hmm. Like if he stands for a long time, he's just tired, which yeah, I went to the store yesterday with Ryan and we got lunch and I was like, take me home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my feet too long. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the worst part was just the cough in my voice. just kind of miserable. Hmm. Um, and then my lips, like they just hurt and they were, I don't know if they were sunburned or like Sugar, uh, sugar, and salt, and salt, sun, dust, everything. Dehydration. Your name is on the entry list for High Lonesome later this summer. So that's your next plan: is to recover for this and then start doing mountain stuff. Yeah, I think during the week I'll work on speed and then do mountain training with you on the weekend. <laughs> You're supposed to be my pacer if you have legs. <laughs> After, after hard rock i am looking forward to yeah chasing you around yeah the sawatch that'll be great yeah it'll be fun and it's really i'm just training for pace and courtney <laughs> at hard rock that's the main event what, what will be harder running your own hundred miler or pacing courtney at hard rock pace and courtney i'm scared <laughs> Well, uh, you have a little bit of time to kick up your legs before you start training for that. And congratulations on your win last week. And yeah, just making, making 250 miles look far too easy. Like, yeah, you made it look so easy. Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm feeling like this t-shirt you're wearing is like hyper appropriate for you. I know, good shirt. 
Are these still available on your website? <laughs> they are not. They were a limited edition and now they're gone. So oh. yeah. I'll check them out. I'm sure there's more cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maggie. Congratulations. Thanks, Megan.